the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. In today's episode, we're sharing a presentation from MaxLawCon 2021. Keep listening to hear Billy Terrasio as we share her talk, The Post-Pandemic Office Space. You can also head to the Maximum Lawyer YouTube channel to watch the full video. Have you grabbed your ticket to this year's conference? If not, head to MaxLawCon2022.com to get yours today. Now, to the episode. Run your law firm the right way. This is... The Maximum Liar Podcast. Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. All right, so I have 20 minutes and I tried to pack in as much as I possibly could because that title was so long and it gave me so much opportunity to talk about so many things. So if I go too fast, just tell me, but I'm probably going to. Post-pandemic office space, March 2020, we were all in the same exact spot, told to go home. We had to look at what our systems looked like. We had to send everybody home and figure it out. My firm was in a fairly good position to do that. We had systems. Everybody always had the ability to work from home. So it was a culture change, but not a deal breaker. A few tweaks, good to go. We met often and we talked about what does this mean? And I made predictions. And I told my firm, here's what's likely going to happen. We're going to hit a recession. The middle class is going to shrink. There will be a larger, lower class demographic and increased demand there, and a smaller number of people who will be able to afford peak services or premier services. So we need to continue on our path of becoming absolute experts in what we do. We need cash. We need to prepare for huge demand in bankruptcy and foreclosures. Seemed solid. People are like, gosh, she's so smart. (laughs) And that was not what happened. Not even a little bit. Instead, over the last 20 months, our entire culture has changed. And it has rattled my workforce and my clients. And so instead of what I predicted would happen, instead, we've got a massive culture change in what our employees want, in how our customers are and clients are behaving, where they're working, where they're at, where they're searching for lawyers. We've got massive tech advances, huge resignations, and your current employees, they're rattled. They're looking to leave. And they're not just looking to leave you. They're looking to leave law. They're looking for their greater meaning in life. 54% 
of people right now, statistically, are looking to leave their job. One of the biggest reasons is remote work. People, remote work for people is no longer really an option. If you want top talent, I think, I think you will not retain top talent if you're unable to give people a remote work option. At least this is what I found in my office. So demand is huge. You know, the whole thing about my demand going smaller because the top of the market would be smaller, that didn't happen. Instead, we've got massive demand for what we do, divorce. Now, we thought that divorce demand would go up because of the pandemic putting people together, right? We all predicted that. That's not actually what happened statistically. Divorce filings are not actually up. They're actually statistically across the nation down. But I think what happened is so many law firms that were not well positioned to adapt to this change shrunk and went away that those of us who are still here are getting more and more calls. So demand is off the charts, although my clients are squirrely. The thing they are, they're squirrely, they're harder to please, they're like... I don't know if it's just because we put more checks into place, but like it's harder to keep them happy. It's harder to keep them connected. And I think that that's just because the world is harder right now and there's anxiety and there's angst. And if you are going through a divorce, you're adding that on top of everything else. So I've grown hugely in the last 20 months. And what is stopping me from growing more is people getting the lawyers and the paralegals. So the war for talent is real and the war to keep your people happy is Israel. So just before I get there, I want to tell you a quick story. So we talked, I just heard Seth talk about those all-stars within your firm. One of my all-stars is a paralegal that I've had named Candace. She's been with me for nine years. She's written literally all of my policies and procedures. She trains everyone. She's amazing. But she's had a rough time during the pandemic. She's a process person, which makes her amazing at what she does for my firm, but also she tends to be a little negative. Those people have huge pros and huge pros. So the, the pandemic was hard on her, and I could tell she was unhappy. And one day she called me and she said, Billy, I'm sorry to tell you this. I wish I could tell you in person, but we're not in person. I can't do this anymore. I'm out. I'm going to start a food truck with my brother. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, Candace, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Congratulations. Like, how can I help? Because that's how you need to respond to your people who quit. And then fabulously the next day she's like I don't know what I was thinking I touched my brother he's like I wasn't ready you did that you quit she's like I thought we talked about this so she's back and you know what that thing that little blip for her was what she needed to get out of her funk and now she's you know she's engaged and she's like hey I really need more time with you and we're doing that and she's back to being awesome but your people are squirrely so anticipate that and do what you can to keep them and keep them engaged Now let's talk about sexy job descriptions. How are you attracting the right talent? Rewrite all of your job descriptions to talk about what an amazing place it is for people to work. Write in the job description that you're going to pay them a sign-on bonus. You are competing right now with everybody. Everybody is looking to hire. Do you see this? Do you see that we're hiring everywhere? And are you having a hard time getting quality applicants? One of the things you can do is, the things that I'm doing is I'm taking the money that I would be paying a recruiter and I have a $10,000 sign-on bonus for a family law attorney in my title. You get five when you sign on and five after your 90 days if you make it through your 90 days because that's tough. I also require a video interview and then when I'm writing my job descriptions, I'm talking about what an amazing place modern law is to work. 
Do you want to work for a boss that will support you, invest in your career, a team that will have your back? Do you want flexible hours? Like, I'm basically marketing to talent. So think about all the effort you put in and the marketing exercise that we were given this morning. Think about that also for your employees or the potential people to come into your firm. Then make it very hard to come in. You still want to be very, very selective, but you want to get as many possible quality applicants as possible. That's one of the ways to do it. Now, select your people slowly and carefully, and job titles. Okay, so one of the things I've recently done is I've changed client intake. Nobody wants to be in sales. I read an article recently that says nobody wants to be in sales. There's no more degrees in college for sales anymore, and it's very unpopular with our Gen Z and Gen X. So one of the things I've done is I've changed my client intake role to a client advocate role. Now, the people who want to be client advocates are much more willing to apply for that role. So think about that in your title as well. It's fine for the attorneys, it's fine for the paralegals, but if you're looking at some of these other areas, think about how to make that very attractive. Now, I always require a video interview. I do pre-employment testing. I've heard massive shout-outs for Jay Henderson, who I've not used, but I think I need to, and then assess their values. One of the ways that I do that is we've got a sheet of paper with, let's say, 20 adjectives or 30 adjectives, and then I ask them to rank them 1 through 20 or 1 through 30. That is better than saying, do you, here's our values, do you agree? Everybody agrees. Everybody agrees that, yes, those are my values too. But if you actually write them down in order and make people rank them, then you'll get a better idea of these people, of whether or not they actually have your same values. Then you want to do a multi-person interview. You want to make it hard to get in the door. So attract as many people as you can and then make it hard to get in the door. But be, adjust, be open to changing. One of the things that has happened is that When we sent everybody home, they were happy to work from home, sort of. They didn't really want to work from home. They wanted to get back in the office. But as, and and I was looking at expanding my space because we had outgrown our space a long time ago. So I was looking at building a much bigger space to house our very growing office. And one of the things that was keeping me from growing as quickly as I wanted to was lack of space. And one of the things that is no longer an issue is lack of space. Because after four months or so, every quarter we do a check-in, we do a retreat. And I started asking people, you know, six months down the road, nine months down the road, 12 months down the road of a pandemic, if the pandemic was gone today, how often would you want to come into the office? And slowly but surely, that number went down. And now people are telling me, "Uh, maybe one day a week. And nobody wants to drive. And if we're thinking about keeping top talent, you're not going to keep top talent if you make them drive. How, how, How many of you are business owners? Most of you. How many of you have to drive more than 10 minutes to get to your office? How many of you have to drive more than 30 minutes to get to your office? Okay, very few of you, and I'm shocked. I'm shocked you would do that to yourselves. Because if you have the option to not drive, like that's just wasted time. So where does that lead us? Oh, what do my client advocates do? I want to tell you about this. My client advocates do more than just intake. They do current client check-ins. So they're now talking to people at the beginning of the case. They're doing current client check-ins. Hey, how's it going? We're a non-billable person. Is everything going okay? Because we're trying to collect client feedback more and more often, and that's how I know clients are squirrely. And then they run our referral program. Now, what I'm not talking to you about today is deregulation, but Arizona has deregulated. Arizona has now gotten rid of 5.4. They have gotten rid of the rule against non-lawyer ownership of law firms. And one of the things that we're allowed to do now is an official referral program. So they run our official referral program, which is badass and creating a whole lot of things. So hit me up about that if you want to talk about that. And then they do MPS and they think about reviews. Now my whole marketing team, they're part of the marketing team and they get bonus based on that. 
Have you ever felt overwhelmed with everything there is to do within your legal practice? How do you keep up with your legal work while making time for growing your practice and attracting clients? Do important things like deadlines and even your family fall through the cracks? This is why you should join us at the number one conference for legal entrepreneurs, Max LawCon. We're going to be focused on helping practices scale and bringing calm to the order. This conference is curated in order to accelerate your implementation. Based on where you are in your legal practice, we're going to help you identify exactly what is most important right now. When you leave Max LawCon, you go home with complete clarity, focus, and a plan to make 2022 your best year ever. And not only your best year in terms of revenue, but your best year in terms of time. Time back with your family. More time to do the work that is in your zone of genius. Only taking the clients that you like and more money in your pocket. It's all at the Maximum Lawyer Conference. Max LawCon is a two-day event on Thursday, June 2nd and Friday, June 3rd in St. Charles, Missouri. Seats are filling fast. Grab yours today at www.maxlawcon2022.com. Now we'll get to the office. Okay, so the office. Nobody wants to come in, right? And I posted a video on Maximum Lawyer, I'll get you guys these, about my Saturday morning experience with Google Maps. Some of you may have seen this, but let's talk about Maps. Google Maps. Google Maps is the freest, most accessible, most valuable place you can go for demographic information and for a research tool to talk about where you should put your office. Because you can use Google Maps to identify where are my clients. Guess what? They're working from home. The best people are not driving to the office every day, so they're not searching for a lawyer from downtown anymore. They're searching from a lawyer from their house. Your people don't want to drive. And you can use Google My Business to find out where your competition is and where you can put your next offices. So I'm going to take you step by step through this. This is the Phoenix metro area. It's massive. I went to the Phoenix Business Journal. I looked at the top 10 zip codes, uh, wealthiest zip codes in Phoenix. And I went on Google Maps and I put them in and then I marked them as a favorite with a star or with a heart just so I could visualize where are my target clients. Then I added my people. I went into Gusto. I looked at their addresses. I put them on Google Maps and I marked it as a favorite with a star. Then I put my current offices. That wasn't this at the time because I added offices based on this. I put my current offices and I saw, well, where's the holes? Where are my people at and my clients where I don't have an office? Then I took it a step further and said, okay, but who are the lawyers that are over in those areas? So I started you know, typing in lawyers or attorney and hit the zip code and zoomed in and found them. And, and then I could see where's their holes? Where do lawyers need to be? And the other thing I could do is I could look and see, huh, there's an estate planning firm exactly where I want to be. I wonder if they have any office space they'd want to give me because Regis's aren't working anymore. And so then I just messaged them through this on that morning and said, hey, do you guys have any space you want to share? And two of them said yes, exactly where I wanted to be. So this one right here, that's my North Scottsdale location that is right next to my dude here, Ryan, that works here. And this is with 
co-located with an estate planning attorney who had a really good reputation and worked with super rich people. So we're now office sharing. This one, I contacted this guy. He was a personal injury attorney. Hey, do you have any office space? He's like, yeah, actually, I have a condo right next to me that a weight loss person's in, and they're leaving, and I'd love to rent that to you. I'm buying it. It's now mine. I entered into a lease option for a great deal, and that's my first office buy. Just because I like hit people up on Google Maps. This is Google My Business, and we need to talk about Google My Business. Google My Business is free local search, right? And these are people that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. These are free clients. This right here, this is our Peoria location, which we just got less than a year ago, and I'm just buying right now. And this discovery section tells me from my Google My Business page, 1,145 people, new people, found me in a month from this location. So you need to think about locations differently. Locations are getting you business. And then this, this is map or search. How many people found us? Can I see what it says? No, the, the numbers are little, but there were a lot, a lot of, like, a lot for the money. And then new calls, new visits. How many new calls am I getting? Again, that's too far away, but let me look. Visits to the website, 38, 22 calls. No, 22 re requests for directions and 15 calls. One month, one location, right? So locations are money. Now, the other really cool thing here. Is, is are you in the right location? You can go into that Google My Business. So now I have five locations. And you can go into Google My Business and look at insights. And this tells me where are the people searching that are finding your Google My Business, okay? Now, one of the things that this showed me is that these are my two, these are two locations, Mesa and Gilbert. Mesa is the, the location that I've had the longest Gilbert is my pop-up location within the mall. Have you guys heard, heard me talking about that? I put a location inside a mall, a high, deluxe, you know, rich people mall, like the Coach and the Apple Store. And, and they, they, the malls are now allowing you to rent space on a very short-term basis. Normally, you've got to enter into a five-year lease to get into that type of location, but it's a pop-up location. You can try a business model. And I wanted to try a modern law express business model, which would be a low cost business model that really focuses on what my legal document preparers can do. And anyway, it hasn't worked. The only reason it's been successful is because of pro bono days. So we've been doing pro bono days. Those have been hugely successful. And part of what we do at pro bono days is not only sign up a lot of clients, which I didn't know what happened, but did, but we also ask every single one of those people for reviews. But that's a little bit of a tangent because what we're talking about here is the searching. So this is telling me that people who are coming to the Google My Business in Gilbert are from these locations, these zip codes. And people from the Mesa Google My Business are coming to me from these zip codes. They're on top of each other. They're too close. So I found a new location by using Google My Business last weekend and looking for lawyers in the area. And I found this, this lady. I only contacted one lady. I looked at the different lawyers that were surrounded by the hearts. I looked at their websites. I looked at their Google My Business. I tried to decide, like, how savvy are they? How good of a reputation do they have? What does their office actually look like? You can look at all of that from Google. She didn't really have a website, so I messaged her on Facebook. And then I was like, do you have any space that you're interested in leasing? She's like, yep, sure do. 
How much do you want? So I'm going to go meet her next week, and I'm going to move this location, which is not only not making money, but um, on top of the other location, we're going to move it there, which is in a much more lucrative place, also near my stars and near these two hertz. Do you have any staff at that? The question was, do I have staff at the Gilbert location? Do I have staff at all the locations? Let's just talk about that. So not all of them. So I have staff at two locations that are our main locations. The other ones are not staffed all the time. And it does not impact my ability to have a legitimate Google My Business and collect information from there. And then as long as my people are located nearby, they can have meetings there. And people can book consultations online per location. For the Gilbert location, which is the mall location, I put my intake team there. That team could work from home, but I didn't have to hire new people to cover that space because I just put my intake people there. Oh, yeah, let's take questions. Using your employee home locations as Google My Business locations? I am not. I am not. Yes. Are you transferring reviews when you change a location? Are you changing the... Locations, yeah. so your reviews go with you? Yes, if I'm moving a location. So, for instance, when I move the retail location to Ms. Kristen White's office, I will simply change the location and the reviews will come. Yes. So is the purpose of having multiple locations to serve as an anchor in, the, uh, in Google and give people the sense of proximity? Is that the marketing, is that the marketing goal? What is the purpose of the locations? They're multi-purposed. Number one, attract clients who are in the area and searching for divorce lawyers because we know that is how people are finding divorce lawyers. Not because they walk by somebody in a mall and they don't want to drive. They're searching at home, so that's one of the reasons. Number two, I want to attract and retain talent. So I want to put offices near where my people live so they don't have to drive. Those are the two reasons. Other questions? Yes. So if your team needs to be in the office, they can go in, otherwise they work remote. If they need to get out for a day, oh yeah, they have generally flexibility. Absolutely. The office is completely available, and there's always an office that someone can work within. Many client meetings will happen there. We're doing, we have company meetings on Fridays, and we ask that everybody comes in on Friday so we can see each other and have lunch together when, when COVID's not a big deal. But most of the time, it's just completely optional. Yes. Okay, so I'm not a digital marketing expert. I don't have a different suite number from the estate planning attorney that I share an office with in North Scottsdale. What I've heard is that as long as you have a different area of law, you're fine. So what has this allowed me to do? It's made it simple to attract new clients in a different area. It's made it easy for me to cater to my best employees and attract new employees because new employees are now located to one of the office spaces. And it's allowed me to scale as fast as I can without having enough seats or room to put people in seats. This was a change that I didn't really want. This was not, this is a different culture than my law firm had. And my law firm had previously rejected the idea of having a culture that was remote, but the culture changed. And what am I going to do? Argue about it, fight against it, or embrace it and take all the benefits that I can and still find a way to build my culture in a new world. That's it. Any other questions? 
Thank you, Billy. Thank you. Can I ask you one question before you go? What if you're like an old dinosaur lawyer and you need to see people in your office to make sure they're productive and stuff, and now you have people working? I'm not talking about me. How do you monitor productivity or, or, or manage this? And I, know, I don't want to cut into Jay's time, but I did have that question. How do you keep people productive? How do you make sure they're doing their job? You're going to let them do this virtual environment working. Okay, regardless of whether or not they're in the office or at home, how are you going to keep them productive? I don't think the question's different. I don't think being across from somebody and watching them, I think that is false. I think that is a false mindset issue and a false issue of security. And the way that you keep people accountable is through KPIs. And for me, there's two KPIs that I use to keep my operations team accountable, and that's revenue and it's net promoter score. NPS, net promoter score. And we also ask client satisfaction along the way to keep us on track. But those are the two numbers that I need in order to know if my firm is on track or not. All right, everybody, let's give it up for Billy, please. Great job. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.